welcome to Super Punch. I'm your host, Tassin, with my co-host, Vincent, where we spotlight underappreciated, unknown, and undeniably awesome characters. On today's episode, we're going to be spotlighting a character that's kind of prominent in DC, and a lot of DC fans know him due to a specific cartoon. But you may not know him if you're the main audience listening to this show. And this character we're going to be spotlighting is... Aqualad from Young Justice. Yes, Aqualad from Young Justice. And he's had a few appearances in comics. He appeared in Brightest Day, issue number four, August 2010. That was his first appearance in comic books. He also had a rebirth in DC's Rebirth, issue number one, in 2016, where they retconned his entire story. And then also, he also had a series with the Teen Titans from issues number six to 11. And then, of course, he had a nice stint on Young Justice. So, Vincent, why is this character so interesting and new and underrated and just a character that people should know about? So, the reason Aqualad is so cool is he is a founding member in the Young Justice cartoon show. He is one of the three characters to start the team in Young Justice. So he's already just a pretty, pretty fun character for that. But Calderon, that's what he's called in the cartoon show. In the comic books, I think they called him Hyde Jackson, which is it's a lot less cool than like a, a fun Atlantean name, just Hyde Jackson. Okay. Right on DC. So yeah. Calderon in the cartoon show is presented, in Young Justice is presented as very much a Atlantean. Like he grew up in Atlantis. He has an Atlantean name. He went to like Atlantis school and stuff. So he is a little bit different than his comic book appearance. Where he's, I think he was basically in DC Rebirth, at least, he was raised by his mom and stuff on the. I guess the oh, on the dry land, not not the not the sea on the dry land. He had some weird connection with the water. He's all like, "Man, I I just the water is really interesting and stuff." And it's it's it's, it's weird. I don't yeah, get it. So and why is it go with the Atlantean backstory? Like from the from the beginning, it's a lot more interesting. Right. So they retconned him, and pretty much for like the DC Rebirth, like Vincent said, his name was Jackson Hyde. And also, he basically, for the most part, had this entire storyline where he lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he was living with his mom. His mom was just like, don't go near the water, Jackson, like very like, you know, like very strict mom. And she's keeping secrets. But we find out those secrets later is that he's in a bender of water. Like, so we basically see him bending water on accident like he's like whoa i can do this like whoa and then he like keeps it a secret so that's kind of where like the entire thing starts so in young justice aqualad he can manipulate water and stuff he has similar abilities to mira like aquaman's like wife slash girlfriend sometimes and what makes calderon i think it, it makes him cooler is that calderon doesn't just like manipulate the water he has these two kind of like host like candles he has like on the back of his like on like kind of like a backpack on his back there and when he takes out the holsters he can like connect it to water and he can make these like really cool water weapons like water swords and like hammers and stuff and that's really cool to see and that's what he generally uses to kind of fight his enemies are these water weapons but because he's an african-american super i don't know why this gives us his power all the time 
but he can also use electricity because like the jellyfish like electricity so that's what he's channeling so we can zap people too and these techniques these techniques in the young justice cartoon show yeah this some of it is like atlantean physiology but most of it's like magic and stuff like they're specifically say it's like atlantean magic so Aqualad in the cartoon show is a magic user as opposed to just like a like a characters using water bill is yeah honestly it's more interesting because you have like characters to go in a little competition with marvel brother voodoo and you have a lot of magic users that we'll cover and talk about but also there's something interesting about black characters with magic and how that's underrated because even speaking of people that can control elements storm is a magic user as well being able to control the weather and being able to manipulate it. So I think that's something we need to explore more. And with him being the third Aquaman now, as as with the, the taping of this recording, he is labeled as the third Aquaman. I think it'll be fun to kind of explore him as an Aquaman and really show him in a cool light. Because I think this character is very dope and I think he should be in the movies for sure. But I think his history is very convoluted. And definitely, I know you're probably going to get a little whiplash just thinking about the sheer fact of like, wait, so in one universe and cartoon, he's like this. And then in the comic books, he's like this. So it's a lot to keep up with. So that's kind of what makes him a little underrated because he's kind of just like, wait, how do I approach this character? Like, which version of him am I getting? So with, like I said, Jackson, he, to go back to his original appearance, um, he eventually, like I said, lived in New Mexico and was growing up, and he also is an LGBT character. So he's one of the first Black characters that's LGBT. And also, he had a boyfriend named Kenny, and he, in, like, surprising, you know, basically, that he had these abilities and to be able to control water and manipulate it, he then started talking to this guy and was like, oh, hey, Kenny, guess what? I have these magical abilities, aka to be able to bend water. Like, do you think this is cool? And then he literally is like, oh no, I, you can count me out of that. I think you're weirdo. Like, you're weird. I'm out of here. Like, you freak. Like, you just, like, yeah, I don't want any parts to do with this. And yeah, he very much so left and was just like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do any of this tomfoolery. Literally, Jackson felt like an outcast, which brings more into, again, his character of being different. It's like, show how interesting he can be because just that alone with even down to an actual like person that's quote-unquote marginalized like he doesn't even accept Jackson so I think that would have been interesting to explore as well but definitely he has a lot of powers he has a lot of abilities let's get into more of his young justice stuff yeah so Aqualette like I said he's a founding member of the team so the team at the beginning consisted of, of Dick Grayson Robin and Kate Flash Wally West and that's the and obviously Aqualad. So that's that's the original founding members of the Young Justice in the cartoon show. And why is Calderon so cool? Because as a big Robin fan, like Robin's kind of the default. If there is a teenage superhero group, who's leading the team? Robin. And in Young Justice, they they kind of gave us a little twist. And you can early on the first episode of Young Justice, you can just see Calderon has a natural leadership he's able to just like command his friends like to just kind of do what he needs them to do and stuff he knows he knows what situations he needs to put his friends in and stuff and that was really cool later on when they're adding more members to the team like superboy and miss martian the debate about like who should be team leader is like that's 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 an actual debate now so now we need to see like who should actually be team leader and 
they actually gave it to Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson is actually the most experienced member because he started being a superhero, I think, at like eight in the Young Justice continuity. And I thought this is a really interesting thing where Dick Grayson, Robin, because of his experience, he's a bad leader. He works with Batman so much that he just can work. He can like talk about he can work with Batman and never have to really talk to each other. You're just in sync. That's really good when you're just working with a partner you've worked for for years. But the team is new. So Robin can't actually like lead this team because he, he's like Robin will like there will be like some kind of incident and Robin will just disappear. And then he'll show back up. He's like, guys, why did you freaking disappear too? Like, what's going on? And it's like, Robin didn't say anything. He's like, you not, don't do it normally. And no, they don't because that's not what they're, that's not how those characters normally operate. But Aqualad in this team is much more natural. He knows like what characters need to do. And at the end of, I think that's episode like three or four or something, maybe five. It's really early on in the series. At the end of the episode, Dick Grayson basically is like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, definitely the, the leader. It, it needs to be Cal Calderon. Like he's the natural leader and Calderon's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be team leader. Like, you know, I, I definitely have it, but like Dick Grayson, like you, I, you're, you're, you will eventually lead this team, but it, it's so cool to have a teen superhero team as much as I'm a Robin fan. It is so interesting to have it led by a non Robin character because Robins can be kind of, like manipulative and kind of dark and Aqualad is in the cartoon show Aqualad is just really he's really chill and in control like Aqualad in the comic in the and then the in the cartoon show not the comic book in the cartoon show he very much is a he has emotions but he's very in control of his emotions he is the character who during some kind of like problem like like some kind of disaster or something he's going to be the kind of cold-headed character that can kind of work through the situation and that's who you want to see as a leader in in a lot of situations exactly and i think also i think not only that i think it's also spectacular because you also have him being in your aquaman so having him be a leader in young justice a lot of these attributes and qualities should be utilized in his character now in comics and also in future movies and TV shows, even though I don't think he's going to get a, a good TV show appearance. I think definitely the um, the movies will be way better. Because his, Aqualad, the way they treat him in DC Rebirth, like in current continuity, man, they do my boy dirty. So like, let's, 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 founding member in Youngest, he's a founding member of the team. He becomes the team leader, and then this this is a, this is a pretty big spoiler for season three of Young Justice, but he becomes leader of the Justice League. Okay, like he's I think in his twenties or something at that point. But Calderon is just such a natural leader. He's leader of the Justice League. Okay, so I I think that in the cartoon show, they he has a lot of he's done a lot of really cool things, and in when we translate it in the comic books, it's like, okay, like, oh man, I'm so excited to see Aqualad in the comic books. Like, what's he doing over there? Nothing. <laughs> they treat him so bad. So what do I mean by that? In the DC Rebirth stuff, Aqualad, his personality one is just completely different. Like, in the DC Rebirth, he is, uh, pardon the pun, 
a fish out of water kind of character where yeah. <laughs> he is like a new teenage superhero discovering his powers and that's that's pretty common I mean, like you can't, you need to have those kind of characters. That's fine, especially on the DC Rebirth team. That Teen Titans team is consistent of a bunch of like very established characters. The very traditional Teen Titans team, except for the Robin. The Robin character they had was Damian Wayne leading that team. And Damian Wayne's a little psycho. In fact, in that Teen Titans team, Damian kidnapped every member. Okay, so what they could have done to make it. To, to give like Aqualad some justice here and make the team like maybe a little bit more interesting is so Damien Wayne initially he kidnaps the, his Teen Titans team members for their own safety and stuff and like they do their mission and like it's like okay we got the mission done like we're all not dead but Damien you're a psycho so when when you introduce Aqualad it would be very cool to have Aqualad and Damien kind of compete to have like just to, to be like leader again, like to have like that kind of Robin Aqualad relationship, but here be a little bit different. Where Dick Grayson just is like, yeah, no, like I can see that you, you definitely Calderon, you got it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not leadership material right now. I'll, I'll get there. Damian Wayne does not think that way. <laughs> so it would have been really cool to have those two characters really show their different kind of leadership styles. Where Aqualad is much more forthright of information. He, he he's actually super not manipulative. He tells people like what they need to do it and all of the information they he whatever information Aqualad has, his team has for the most part. And it would have been really cool to have those characters kind of Damien and Aqualad kind of fight over the te- team position, um, team leader position because in the comic books. No, he just kind of shows up and is like, I'm Aqualad. I don't even have, no, he doesn't even have a superhero name. He doesn't even have a superhero name at that point. He's like, I'm Jackson Hyde. I'll come up with a superhero name later. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that, that's where we're doing. He's like, he doesn't even have a superhero name in the comic books. Like, he get, it, it takes him, I think, a few issues before he's actually gotten a superhero name. <laughs> Exactly, which just shows how his character has just been so mistreated over the years and like how they literally have an underappreciated character. Like he should be appreciated in comics and like he should be at the level. Honestly, any superhero that's a main in DC, I think he has the potential to literally be an awesome character. And it's crazy that they just sit up here and play in his face and it's just like, you know what, Jackson? We like you, but I mean, we want you here, but we really don't want you here. Oh, okay. And I, I got, I got something for that. So, <laughs> this, this is, this is probably like the dirtiest I've seen a character done. So, like, you talk to anyone you saw Young Justice, like, yeah, Calderon's a really cool character. Can't wait to see his appearance in the comic books. So, DC Rebirth, they had this really fun event called like, um, like the Lazarus Contract. It was like a big event. It had the Titans, like the adult Teen Titans characters, the Teen Titans characters, and Deathstrike. It was a big, like, three um, three comic book event there. And a character who kind of has, like, no connection to Deathstroke is Jackson. Because he's, he's been a superhero for, like, what? Like, a few months or something, a few days. So during this, like, major event, where, like, you have, like, all these characters who know Slade Wilson, know Deathstroke, they're really scared of Deathstroke. At some point, 
all the like the Teen Titans and Titans characters are getting like a helicopter or something, and they're gonna go they're gonna go off and fight Deathstroke, and they so, like they pile into the, the the helicopter and they take off. I don't remember who they might be like Raven or something. Like one of the characters says, you know, oh shoot, did we forget Jackson? And Damien's like, yeah, and, <laughs> and then it's like, should we go back for him? And he's like, no, like let's just go. This is like way more important. They left my man. They left Aqualad. Just literally, it's raining. Just raining out in the cold when they're going to go finish off their great event. They just leave my boy out here in the rain. Just like, yeah, you're not even important enough to be part of this event. You're, you're not experienced. You don't have anything. Just, just You're not even worth coming to the event. Just just stay there. Gosh darn. Aqualad slander. Even his name. Aqualad is not no powerful name. Like Aqualad, Aqualad. It's finally about time they gave him Aquaman. But you know, even then, that's not even an original name. They could have made an original name for this character. They could have. I think that because he's a predecessor character, you you do want to have like like Kid Flash. Like he's not he's not the Flash yet, so he's Kid Flash. And then then like whenever whenever like Wally West or Bart Allen, when they become mature enough or whenever they take over the role, I think it's fine to give them like the legacy name. But you can you can respect a character, still have them have like a sidekick name, but don't really treat them like a sidekick. That's like one of the major points of Young Justice is these these quote unquote psychic characters, they can hold their own. So yeah, Aqualand comic books especially at the beginning, he definitely wasn't holding his own. They have now given him the title of Aquaman. He's F- he's currently like one of the Aquaman characters. That's cool. They've he's gotten, I think, like a mini series. He's had like two mini series recently. They're okay. <laughs> the writer's from Maryland, that's rad. Yeah. But they really haven't done a great job like showing like the really cool like water weapons he makes and stuff. I, I think in like a five issue mania series, he does it like one time. It's like they are using the character more. He's slowly like inching up with the he's like inching up like getting more content and stuff. But is this kind of the content that's good? In my opinion, is we're we're nowhere near as good as it was. We're, we are so far from his young Gus's appearance. We are still working towards getting a comic book Aqualad to be as rad as as his cartoon appearance, and that that could be something that they're going to be struggling with for like years to come. And I'm I'm kind of upset about that, but it's it's definitely something DC can can and has been improving. So it's it's always whenever we see him next in the comic books, he gets a little bit better and a little bit better. So maybe next time. But for his next solo series, we actually have a really cool Aqualad or Aquaman, and uh, can't can't wait to read a good Aquaman series of uh, Jackson Hyde. We'll get there. Yes, and I agree because I only have two issues of the comic, like Vincent said. The author is Jordan Clark, and like I said, he did did two issues. I think three at this point, if not a few more issues of Aquaman, and pretty much it's pretty solid. It's it's not the it's pretty good. I'll just say that. It's pretty good. It definitely could be 10 times better. I think he definitely focused on like his relationships more because majority of his relationships, he hasn't really had any. You know, people were running away from him last time. So I need so he doesn't want people running away this time. And because of that, we have like characters like where 
I'm butchering his name, but he's a Hawaiian character and he's from um, Atlantis. And I just think it's kind of stereotypical to have him be like with an underwater character. I would have loved to see a character that was above water. Maybe black male Atlanteans are different from black men on the surface and kind of that little mermaid story. It would have been interesting to see. Just to throw out there, DC, you know, you can take my idea, just give my 10%. But <laughs> what about you, Vincent? What do you think? I think now, now I'm remembering like one of the sequences, like one that in the rebirth step where he like meets some guy as a crush on and stuff. And yeah, I forgot just how like unconfident like Jackson Hyde is because. Calderon, young Justice Calderon, this is a man who's in charge, okay? He's he's very confident. He knows, like, what, even as, like, I think, like, a teenager, like, what is it, 16, 17? That's how old he is in, like, the first, like, two, um, one and two seasons of Young Justice. He's still, like, he, he has an idea of, he's a very clear idea of what he wants, kind of all aspects in life. And we don't see him get the boyfriend and the cartoon show he has one we don't we don't see like the 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 courting process in the cartoon show he just has one but he's real uh, calderon very confident character and in the comic books no because Calder man doesn't even have a, a superhero name yeah he, he's not able to ask out some like cute guy no he has like no confidence like whatsoever he is just kind of like a nervous character and like that's fine we like that that's a lot of teenagers are like that that's really cool that that's but that's most teenage superheroes that's really the kind of like the like most teenage superheroes oh man i have a crush it, uh, i i'm gonna have a hard time dating them or whatever that's most teenage superheroes so to differentiate jackson hyde they could have had him they could have had him have that calderon kind of confidence and what, that would have made him stand out a lot more for a teenage superhero because I know some of you teenage. I was not a confident teenager, but some of you teenagers know what you want and are confident. I think it would have been a lot cooler to have a a confident teenage superhero just kind of go after what he wants. I think that been really rad. Exactly, I think that would have been awesome if we would have seen some more confidence from him because it's just like the way that they treat characters. I'm not going to say it, but you already know what I'm thinking of color it's kind of always like they're just always not as top tier as what they can be. Like they're always trying to like hold back their potential. Now let's get into also his family members as well, a little bit briefly. All right. So this, this is definitely going to be some Young Justice season two spoilers. It's pretty big, but yeah, he he has some family members. So what, um, what are his family members, Tyson? So for family members, Aqualad is related to the villain, Black Manta. Yes, he is. So Black Mana is arguably he's definitely he's definitely like like of the upper echelon of Aquaman villains. And Black Manta is a character who actually does get a fair amount of respect. You go read his comic book appearances. Black Mana is freaking scary. He does some pretty cool stuff. He's an, he's an honorable kind of warrior at times. He's a character likes a lot of structure. And yeah, we might we might potentially do a an episode about Black Mana in the future. We'll see about that. But yeah, Black Manta is Calderon or Jackson Hyde's father. Yes, which honestly puts a different dynamic on their father and son relationship with his son being very, by the books, very law-driven, very, I'm like going by all the rules. And then his dad being like, F them rules. Like very like, I'm just going to take what I can get and need what I need to get and do what I need to do to get what I need. 
So it puts their perspectives in different places. And I think that's interesting, especially considering when you look at everything going on with Jackson, he has a lot on his plate. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny um, that in the cartoon show, so like uh, between season one and two of Young Justice, there's like a five-year time skip. So in the time, in the time skip there, Calderon joins Black Mana as like a, what is it like a like a spy basically it's spy, like he's, he's still working with the superheroes but he's spying on his dad and i i, I get the assumption that like black man i didn't know he had a son because black man is he just seems like a good dad he's just like oh shoot i got a son okay like i gotta i gotta raise him right i gotta i gotta like teach him like the ways of like black man and stuff and he's just like always hanging out with his son doing like evil stuff together but he's just like a supportive dad and stuff it's like kind of it's, it's really interesting to see their dynamic and at the again spoilers at the end of season two and stuff when it's revealed that like yeah dad i'm not freaking evil he's like black man is like legit hurt like he's like upset and it's like man like they actually like black mana like for for, for all of his flaws black mana is like he, he wants he at least wants to be a good dad <laughs> Exactly, which I think also the fact that he's coming from the hardest of streets, coming from Baltimore, Maryland native, we'll definitely definitely dive into that when we get into his episode, because definitely we'll see if we spotlight him or not, but definitely when we do, we have to talk about that. But he's had a rough upbringing and a really rough childhood and going around. We're not going to, this isn't about him, but we'll definitely get into that later with the episodes. He has his moments of just not having the best emotional upbringing and to still treat Jackson with love and respect and kindness shows everything about his heart. And I think honestly kind of redeems him as a quote unquote villain. That's just supposed to be just this evil person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He does still murder people and steal their money and stuff. He still is a pirate, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just forget about that part. Just forget about that. <laughs> just a <laughs> black man. <laughs> We'll just skim over that part. But back to his son, Jackson. So that brings us to what we want to see next for the character. I think this is the interesting part. Like, what do we want to see from Jackson? So the way the DC movies are going, that's kind of just been a mess. Like that, that's consistently been a mess. So I, I want to see you just do some good solo issue, like solo storylines with, uh, with, with my boy. Uh, I guess Jackson High in the comic books. I, like one thing I do want to say though, as, as I've been praising Young Justice a lot, like one issue of Young Justice is the further along you get in the shows, so, like it's got like I think four seasons now, the less and less they focus on that original team. So like Calderon gets a lot, he gets less and less screen time as a bunch of the other characters from season one do, and because Calderon is also a leader, a lot of leader characters don't get a whole bunch of character development, so. I would definitely want to see in the comic books, I'd want to see Jackson Hyde get a leadership position, kind of push him towards that. I think that would be cool to have him be on a, a superhero team and, and like lead that team. I, I want to see what they do with Jackson Hyde in a leadership position. That's what I want to see for the character. For me, I love all those ideas. I honestly think just more Aqualad lives is needed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for me, I want to see him get his own like solo movie. I think that would be dope to see him like definitely lead his own like movie. And I want to see an amazing actor 
Unfortunately, I kind of, before all the incident happened, but I thought Jesse Smollett would have been a great Aqualad, but we're just going to brush over that history, you know. But, we're, but I think that, you know, minus that, I think that, you know, as for having a good actor cast as him and to be able to give him his full potential of like water bending and being able to make weapons out of water and being able to fight and do all his amazingness, I think it'd be nice to see it on screen. I want to see him also just get more merchandise. I have his action figure, but I want to see Aquaman slash Aqualad posters and folders and books and be very much like Vincent said, a staple in the comics. So definitely leading his own team. And like, even if it's a put together team that he puts maybe an Atlantis team or like an underwater team. And that would be just dope to see how he can take over the ocean, like really center stories around him. I think that'd be like dope as, as, as all get up. Oh, and I guess like like I didn't even realize it because like Aquaman's I'm a big Aquaman fan. Arthur Curry's freaking cool as heck. I forgot like the rest of the world like thinks Aquaman's really lame. But the thing like they never treat Calderon like oh man, he's just like oh man, you're like Aquaman's like he's not a joke in Young Justice like at all. And I think that that's something I, I just completely forgot. Like no, like Calderon, like no, the show treats him with so much respect because aquaman's freaking cool okay <laughs> exactly and aquaman is really cool and i think that's something that the movies get right in dc i think honestly the dc movies with um jason momoa i think they redeemed him because i just saw a lot of fan base of people that weren't even really combo fans just go and watch that movie it made a billion dollars so a lot of people watched yeah, my it. mom saw that movie <laughs> right so i just feel like aquaman had the, just the right timing for just everybody to be into that movie and that franchise so i think honestly building upon that in the aquaman universe even though dc is all over the place and they're saying they're going to erase all the characters and start over with everybody new i still want to see them do good stories in dc especially something with jackson because like i said you have an underappreciated unknown and underutilized character because i think a lot of black kids might see themselves in aqualad aka aquaman and also you have a lot of people that are grown that wants to see like character that looks like them is like i said he's one of the first lgbt black characters that's a superhero and i think not only that his power set is just on another level like a lot of the percentage of water is on earth like the population like there's a lot of water so the fact that he can control all of that. He has access to all of that. He could destroy the world if he wanted to and flood it. Like, do we need to get into that? He just does so much epicness, especially with his dad being Black Manta. Show maybe a little twinge of evil. Maybe just to sow a little seed of like, maybe he could go dark a little bit. You know, maybe because the love interest died or something. I don't know. Like, just throwing out there to give him some depth, give him some fun stuff that makes him a well-rounded character. Because we have a lot of content now, but... I think we need to be flooded in it, no pun intended. <laughs> but I think we need to be flooded in the content of Aqualad slash Aquaman. So. And I think it'd just also just be really cool to have a prominent, like, gay character. It's, he's, like, Calderon is such a cool character. He's also, like, a, such a cool gay character. And have that just, like, like on the big screen, I think that that would do a whole lot. I mean, the representation for LGBT characters is not that many. What, Thunder and Batwoman? Yeah. I mean, like, Wonder Woman is bi, but, like, you don't see that in movies and stuff. They don't even touch on that. It's just like, what was she doing in Amazon? We don't know. She's over here with Steve Trevor. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) so definitely, I think it's just interesting. And I think as Marvel's diversifying, I think DC should really diversify as well. Because I think, like I said, the only prominent Black LGBT characters is Thunder 
and Batwoman, both their shows are canceled from Black Lightning and also Batwoman. Um, and um, I know you're like, well, if you're reading comics, Batwoman's white. Well, no, uh, we're talking about Javicia Leslie, who was the actress that plays Batwoman, Ryan Wilder, who's in comics now because they finally introduced her in comics. But with that, it's like, there's not that many. And I want to see diversified characters. Like when I look at my superhero roster and I pick all my black characters, I don't want them all to be the same. And I think this is what this show was very representative. I didn't want to just have everything just be the same. Like we wanted to spotlight these characters because of their differences and how different they are. And how when we want to put like maybe a black, you know, superhero team, you know, shout out to the revolutionaries of a superhero team of all black superheroes. It's diverse. Like it looks amazing. It looks like, wow, this is a dope team of dope powers, dope individuals, dope people. It's just something different. And I think we can get there, but I think we have to really talk about it. Definitely. I just can't wait to see some good Jackson Hyde, I guess, content in the future. DC, make it happen. Yes, I agree for sure. They definitely need to make it happen ASAP. We're waiting, DC. I'm looking at you. <laughs> so get on it.